If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Because it's freaking me the fucking... No, hey, listen, right? The views and opinions expressed by the guests of Sasquatch Experience do not necessarily reflect the opinion of the host, sponsors, or affiliates of the Sasquatch Experience. As always, listener discretion is advised. 911, what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Does a legend walk among us, lurking in the forests of our world? Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? or? I can't tell. All I know is that my sensor light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. A good-sized man or something looks like a man. I don't know what it was. For over 15 years, we've talked with scientists, researchers, investigators, and witnesses trying to gain insight and proof around the existence of this mysterious entity. Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right... Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Join us as we continue into the investigation of the Sasquatch Experience. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Sasquatch Experience. That's right. We're back. We're live. Sean Forker, Henry May, James Baker, and Vance Nesbitt. Uh, Vance is there at some point. He's there. And Henry's also there. Henry, wave to the audience, would you? <laughs> yeah, especially our radio audience. That would be great. All right. Anyhow. you know. Oh, I said you had a face for radio. Up. <laughs> this show is also a podcast, so those who yeah. aren't able to enjoy the live cast can go on. Oh, please, and, yeah. uh, you know, listen to us at least in audio form. Though all of us having a face, and he disappeared again. You know, it's never a live show without some sort of issue going on. But uh, we're just glad to be here this week. It's been about three weeks since we've done a show. Um, just a programming note: the last show is available on Facebook um, mm-hmm. in the Sasquatch Experience page it's just not a podcast i didn't i thought the quality was a little was a little poor a little poor quality and if james baker could make any more noise you You get the snowflake right off your forehead buddy (laughs) mark of the beast yeah thanks tonight's show topic (laughs) the uh the paranormal question right guys Right. I think it's going to be an interesting discussion point as we start wrapping up the year. But uh, sad note, we do have to, for the love of Christ, stay in one position for five seconds. <laughs> or get some WD. Yeah, WD-40 or something, for the love of God. Sorry. Um, we, you know, we lost Linda Godfrey. Uh, last week, well-known mm-hmm. author, mm-hmm. respected researcher, uh, just very sad. Uh, you know, when we lose an incredible part of the community, uh, the cryptic community, it, it's always rough. But someone like Linda, who was, you know, a mainstay, someone a lot of us looked up to, very sad. So uh, rest easy, Linda. Thank you for all your years of, of research and friendship. And we'll see you again sometime. Hopefully not so soon, but we'll see you again sometime. We'll have a little bit of the Diddy in the News program about that. 
losing a lot of friends this year, guys. It's sad. That's I know it's part of life, but it seems these last couple of years we've lost more than our fair share, don't you think? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're not going to go down and be sad because you know we, we have a lot to be uh, enjoying about. No, this uh, is true. But you know what? Yeah, I try to think of it this way. You know, and it took me a little while, especially after Linda's passing. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a rough year for all that. You know, we lost Butch at the beginning of 2022, Butch Wachowski. And uh, the effects of that are still felt by some of us on on the day-to-day. It was really funny for those of us that are, you know, our friends on our social media do follow us. You know, I have hit, guys, the worst creative block I've ever experienced in my life. Um, whether you it's coming by the, the shirt you're wearing. show yeah rather it's a uh you know a topic for the show or it's a um you know something for the book you know we're trying to get out there i just i just can't manage to to muster a single creative thought so brian bowden good friend of mine fellow podcaster posted on there wwbs right what would butch say and uh He'd tell me to get my ass out in the woods and have a kielbasa and uh, get back to work. So I think we're going to take that approach, get back out into the woods, get back into the research and do some things that I really enjoy, love doing, and just bringing myself closer to the subject. A uh, little odd synchronicities of life, right? Uh, there's Henry. Henry's back. He's moving. We have some life, signs of life. And look at that, a sign of life for Vance, too. That's a good sign here. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we don't have Isn't another it? Forker filibuster show. Well, I think I think the thing with you, Forker, is you have so many stories. I think I think the thing is, is that a lot of times like because you and me talk in the truck like you wouldn't believe, like especially if I haven't seen him in a while. It's like Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just bouncing like one idea over another. He has so many stories. It's just I think a lot of time with you is where do I start and do I give the complete story like I, I'm a burst kind of guy. Like I make things. So I'll draw like four pictures and then I'll go, Hey, Sean, what do you think? And then he'll look at three of them and go, this is neat. This is neat. Burn that, you know, and then I'll relook at it and go, okay, I like his neat. I'm not burning that. But, but I think with Sean, a lot of times it's just, he can't like, he's worried that it's not going to be perfect where if he just spit it out, people would be so amazed. Like it'd be like a Christmas story. Because there's so many things well, that we've done that I get credit very for. True. And I'm like, I'd have never left the couch if he wouldn't have told me we were leaving at two o'clock. You know, like. <laughs> All right. No, but I mean, you know, 25 years of this research alone, the last 15, JB, you've been along for the ride. And last, last 18 years, you've been along for the ride. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Legal. stories, collected stories, a lot of research, a lot of, uh, you know, there, a little. little things that that make for this great stories of things that happen in the field. And that's not even counting the investigation. Uh, I mean, so there's so much to go off of. It's just, how do you translate that to the page and how do you get that in a way where I, you know, I do care about the quality of product we put out. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you might not tell by, you know, what you get, but I I do care about the quality of product. And when it's not up to my levels, bakes, right. I get pissed and I get upset, Mm -hmm. but it's only because, you know, these people that tune in that listen to us, they deserve it. Right. And we've got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. I know I say that every week, but we've got watch along still. I mean, there's so much to do. It's also getting the time to do it. And we all know yeah. that we're losing time more than anything else. And we're losing Henry more than anything Very else true. tonight too. We've lost him like 20 times. So mm-hmm. hopefully he'll come back mm-hmm. now. Uh, Sasquatch unearthed. The Ridge last episode turned out yesterday. Mm-hmm. I sat down today and watched the I watched the entire series from beginning to end. I have a hard time watching something I'm a part of because you mm-hmm. know again, Bake goes, you know, you critique yourself. But uh, it was a good it was a good program. They did play my uh, sound recording that we got yes. in uh, Keystone State yes. Forest. Yes, and they did it in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I've never said what, what that was because we don't know what that was in the world right. making that sound, right. right? Right. But I can tell you it wasn't my echo. No. No. And if you go to the end part where they're playing that clip, 
the frequency of its repeat is really close, but it's also, I change my temp, I change my timber and my tempo that stays consistent. That stays consistent. So and it's one thing I was always, you know, thinking of maybe it was reverb or echo. Mm -hmm. The other thing is what, maybe it's a damn cow in the woods. Like I, right. I'll never understand it, but it was just one of those things that leads that leads credence to the strangeness of the Ridge. Right. in that whole area i did like the episode where they start talking about subterranean sasquatch and it using right. the uh the caves and so Cave something we thought about right. for right. a long time and you know pennsylvania mm -hmm. is just loaded with mines and and mm -hmm. cave systems so a lot of place to hide and you know i even make the point that you know we sometimes we talk about this this creature being able to appear at whim and disappear without a trace well Maybe it knows entrances to caves that we don't know. And right. uh, maybe it's not paranormal. As you know, we have the paranormal question tonight. Maybe it's just a natural phenomena that has a much better access to that, that we know of. Yeah, that's true. And I've, I've been playing tug of war with the whole paranormal thing for a long time. And that's why I said I just have to break away from that and either go paranormal or flesh and blood. Just choose one and start your investigating there but does it have to be an absolute like no I, it doesn't no not at all and if I, the I evidence is that. overwhelming then you can lean the other way sure absolutely and mm -hmm. i've dabbled in that realm forever where right. i've i've consistently stayed flesh and blood because that's what right. i truly believe this thing to be but right. there are things that happen that i just can't explain and well in unearth just ends and there's no trees yeah. or anything for I, I don't know how you explain that i just don't know and you it. know the stan has you know talked about that several times where there's these tracks of footprints and they just stop right and there's right. no exit nothing so right. no trees you know, no how, nothing, so. how do you explain that it's not going right. to moonwalk back out of there N no at least not no, that we that, know of right absolutely but that falls back to my two criteria with most of this. It's mm -hmm. either hyper intelligent or it's myth or it doesn't exist. Right. I mean, we can, we could say supernatural and still be hyper intelligent, mm -hmm. but the sure. thing is, is like, there's no way that as a culture and, you know, I kind of watched the movie gargoyles the other day, the old classic one from like 1970s, really great movie. But like they explained how these things survived millions or hundreds of thousands of years and we didn't notice them and then when we did notice them and say how they kept it secret but that's because the creatures were born hyper intelligent mm -hmm. they knew how to hide their dead they knew how to do this they knew how to do all these things if it's not hyper intelligent and it could be supernaturally hyper intelligent okay then it doesn't exist because if it was as stupid as a bear and a deer and a duck and every other animal you can think of, we would find bones everywhere. Right. You know, you would find... Well, to an extent, hominid. yes. Yeah. But you would extent. find, you would find, you would find a random, like a bear will come in, you know, like my video camera that I have on my door shows mm -hmm. me that there's bears in my town where there should never be, but because we're encroaching, they're coming in right. to get food. You would have the same thing if Bigfoot was just an animal. It's just an animal and lives off pure instinct of, you know, food, chicks, you know, somewhere <laughs> to sleep. Okay. You would find evidence so much. You would find, oh, hey, there's poop. Oh, hey, there's some bones. Here's this other stuff. You would find mm -hmm. things. But if it's hyper intelligence, be able to um, remove its tracks from the system in a way, then you, you have to work on it. Now, you know, being hyper, it has to be hyper intelligent compared to because if it was just a stupid animal, even if the government was covering it up, no offense, somebody randomly would have found one that wasn't willing to take the money, you know. And would leak sure. it at this point. Yeah. No, I, I think you make a good point with that. Somebody inevitably is like, yeah, you know what? All the money in the world's not worth the fact that we have this amazing scientific discovery. Mm -hmm. I'm not motivated by money. Here's your Sasquatch, you mm -hmm. know? Yep. I downloaded yeah. the video of watching two of them in the woods and 
it, it, you know, and da, da, da. there would be more evidence. You know, well, you know, and I go back to that, you know, footage we talked about when we had uh, David Wolbanks on the show, that video from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. where that gentleman had you know all these cameras outside his property and you could see the shadows moving around like it's a perceived shadow it's probably a figure i call it a shadow because there's not a lot of definition but to me that proved an intelligence and how it's able to move and kind of evade and keep itself hidden uh while still being able to get from a to b uh mm-hmm. you know definitely i, I don't think just because, and again, just because something's an animal doesn't mean it has to be a stupid animal. No, you know? we're an animal and we're pretty we're damn intelligent. Right. Look at where yeah. we came from aviation in such a blink of an eye in, in the human timeline. Okay, well, maybe Sasquatch is hyper intelligent, like Bake is saying. And guess what? Maybe they're the ones that are building these things from resources of the earth. Who knows? Well, you know, you, you we talked about how we went from flying wooden planes to jets in like 50 years. Right, like uh, was that was an amazing. Yes, yeah, but that was and an amazing. Here we're putting leap. a man on the moon from the first flight of the Wright brothers is insanity. Yeah. On how well, quick they say if the dark ages would have never happened, we'd be on Mars now. You know, well, you know, well, it's a good point. Uh, but why are we? Why do we have to be the only ones that have the superior intelligence? Mm-hmm. I guess and we don't know that insecurity. Uh, actually, but, but but I believe when they talk about um, animals like dolphins are smarter than we are, mm-hmm. they communicate on such a different level, right? But they are smarter than we are. Um, so, so just things like that, that make you wonder that maybe the, the problem isn't perception as it is. There's no real fundamental way to communicate. Right. Or that they're existing in a, in a way that right. we just don't understand. Uh, you know, some people say, Portal, you talk about something being able to shift its vibrational frequency, right? Right. And, and, and phase in and out like that all that's science fiction shit right there. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not plausible. That- it's not plausible. We just think it's not possible because we don't know how to do it or we can't do it yet. Right. Uh, human hubris, Vance, you know, because humans haven't figured out how to do it, it's not possible. It can't, it can't be so. Rather, it's, uh, you know, we go into the UFO phenomenon, ability to travel faster than light or, you know, interdimensionally, because we can't do it, 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 it can't happen. Mm-hmm. But that's just right. a lack of imagination. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> A real quick point. Um, we talk about intelligence, mm-hmm. and there's intelligence that really hasn't been researched as much on the surface of this planet, such as plant life. There are plants, or there's one, I'm going to use one in specific, but this happens throughout the entire. But there's one specific plant, I don't know the name of it, but it actually mimics the way it grows a hummingbird to attract a hummingbird to feed the nectar, to pollinate it. How did that plant ever know what a hummingbird looks like in order to shape itself to look like a hummingbird? What? Okay. So there's an intelligence somewhere that we're not able to pick up on yet. And maybe Sasquatch is just that totally bizarre, different realm that we're not able to pick up on yet. Another intelligence. Well, is insanely intelligent and has capabilities that are mind-blowing and what its capabilities are. So there's avenues that we just can't comprehend yet. Maybe in another 50 or 100 years, we can start to comprehend it, but to capture it, I I have no idea. So... No, and you make uh, a a fair point there. Different variety and aspects of life period just life within itself here on this planet i mean we we have no clue of percentage of all the sea life and the fact is is that there's parts of the ocean our own oceans we haven't mm-hmm. explored there's pockets you know um there's there's pockets of the o- ocean that are so that we're not meant to explore just because we weren't created for that kind of depth but there's right. things down there 
that are surviving in the dark and no one knows. Well, you know, you know to the point, I think it's only 5% of the ocean we've mapped. Yep. 5%. Yeah. And, and the and earth is covered by, so uh, yeah, no, exactly. 75% water. It's, yep. it's so. incredible to, to think about how much of our own world we, we haven't explored. And, you know, even parts of the, I, I don't remember the statistic, but there's parts of the, was it the Amazon that we've never even touched yet? Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to go that far in. As far uh, as researching, correct. Yeah, researching. Yeah. Right, um, well, right. you know, you think about that in other places, other countries don't have the same infrastructure we do, where it may be easy for us to drive to Montana or drive, you know, to a place to get to the wilderness. That's not always the case in other countries. In other Plus continents. Borders, you cross a border and you don't belong there. You don't come back. Yeah, you know? really, particularly over in Africa, you go out in mm-hmm. some of those places. You know, John Kirk's been over there to look for the Mokeli Mbembe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you get into the wrong political no, right? section out there and you're you're screwed. You're done. Yeah, you just don't look right. Yeah. 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 And it, it's a, just a reality of the life we're in. So all that stuff really impacts, you know, our ability to explore and discover and when we talk about, you know, creatures like, like Bigfoot, you know, we, we think about just the, you know, Sasquatch in North America, but think about that in the other countries and the other stories they have. Uh, was it like in 1996, I think they had talked about the Billy ape, you know, which was an ape that got to be about six foot tall and could break the neck of a lion. Mm-hmm. And that was really undiscovered and just part of folklore until they got it on video. Mm-hmm. And that happened in 1996. Well, what was it in Africa? They thought the one ape was uh, endangered. And then they found out that, you know, they all were living. There was like 50,000 of them living in an area that nobody could get to. It took them like two days to get there while they were thriving because we were we were leaving them alone. Right. You know, how much of the swamp and New Orleans and all that places, those places that takes Mm -hmm. two to three days to walk in, you know, um, how many how many things are, you know, living there that we're saying, you know, don't exist or ma, you know, somebody I've always had the theory of the escaped ape or the creatures that don't belong, you know, Vance's Vance comes home with a spider that mom don't like. So she lets it outside and it meets up with another spider and now they're living in the woods, you know, and nobody notices till there's a tribe of 50 of them, you know? Well, and, and how often is that happening now? Well, you know, we're seeing it with the, yeah, more, more than probably has ever had happened in the past. Um, you know, Bob writes some good reports from my area, Derry and Apollo, uh, Bigfoot and UFOs at the same time. Yeah, Bob, you're, you're down there in Westmoreland, uh, Derry. Mm-hmm. That's where I got my, uh, sound foot clip that you can listen in Sasquatch unearth the Ridge. Just, you know, one of the last couple episodes you, uh, Derry is just, crazy apollo and in the 70s they had the ufo bigfoot flap uh which you know you go into stan gordon's book stan gordon's books man you really go down the rabbit hole of uh henry talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit would you yeah that stan gordon looked into these reports of these supposed bigfoot ufo flaps which Mm -hmm. were going Damn it. I didn't want to step on him in case anybody's listening. But Stan Gordon investigated that, you know, very thoroughly in the Mm -hmm. 70s. They had the shapeshifter story from uh, Westmoreland County. A lot of it is very much cataloged in uh, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. And as you go through Sasquatch and Earth from Small Town Monsters, I'm just shilling Small Town Monsters right now because they really do a good job at fleshing out that story and mm-hmm. and telling it um in a very you know visual way i think folks will get a really good appreciation for the rich history that mm-hmm. uh it has go ahead henry you're back now well anyway anyway there was a, a huge flap of supposed sasquatch ufo reports and there were some strange happenings that occurred in that area like for instance a lady who Says she shot a large hairy creature and the creature disappeared in a flash of light. Right. 
Yeah. No, that's creepy. Or or the yeah. you know, oftentimes the Sasquatch is seen holding orbs. Mm-hmm. Orbs of light. That right. that's happened several times. I yeah, but don't we out. chase fireflies and catch them? Okay, maybe these orbs are something unrelated and they catch them. Well, we've had that say. discussion about maybe it attracts yeah. them. Or maybe they understand the orb more than we do. Maybe it's its device that it uses to live. I don't know. You could tell I get uncomfortable talking about those things. I don't know because it just gets so fantastic and could we use a paranormal, some sort of paranormal topic to explain everything? The answer is yeah, we, we could. And, and to me, that, that's kind of easy. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's, it's not the case, you know? And, and when you have all these stories and, you know, the entire 70s, 80s, 90s to 2000s still of uh, these reports of high strangeness, how do you ignore them? Now, and as a flesh and blood guy myself, Man, it 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 really strikes at a nerve, like because you can't deny this is what's mm-hmm. being observed by people. Oh, very true. It is twenty five after. We do got a break for the news guys, and we come back. We'll continue this discussion. Sean Forker, James Baker, Vance Nesbitt, Henry May, somewhere in the ether. We'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. Smoke them if you got them. This is the Sasquatch Experience, Stranger Than Fiction News, and here we go again. I know I did this story about a year ago, and yet once again it's happened in Ohio. Officials in Ohio County said two escaped emus were rounded up this week, but another emu remains on the loose in the area. Highland County Sheriff Donnie Barrera said the deputies worked together with the owner of the two emus, to get the flightless Australian birds back to their enclosure. Seriously, I think Liberty Mutual is really missing out on a golden opportunity here. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Anyway, Barrera said a third emu, which does not belong to the same owner, has been on the loose since mid-November. The emu has been reportedly spotted in the Hillsborough area and was caught on camera walking down the middle of a busy road in one of the earliest sightings. Locals said the emu's origins are a mystery. No, it's really not. They come from Australia. When we come back, Bigfoot sightings in New York State. What? Oh, there's a shocker. Nothing new to see here, folks. But we'll talk about recent sightings out of New York State. You're listening to the Sasquatch Experience. Your body wash is but I like it. The goo needs to go. That junk is for kids. It's time to become a man with Dr. Squatch. Natural, nourishing, handmade soap for men. Whoa! We grow up so fast. Dr. Squatch gets you energized to take on the day. Transports your shower and drives women crazy. For too long, men have been showering like boys. Ditch the boring generic bar that makes your skin dry and sad. In the real world, you need real soap made with real ingredients. Like shea butter, coconut oil, kaolin clay, and sea salt that clean, lather, and exfoliate better. Leaving your skin smooth yet strong when you shower with Dr. Squatch. You unleash epic aromas like pine tar and bay rum. Go to DrSquatch.com today and join the millions of satisfied men that have made their lives better with Dr. Squatch. Real soap for real men. Like father, like son. Feel like a man, smell like a champion. So, out of Mayville, New York, resident Peter Weimer, not Weiner, Weimer, told WGRZ that he's heard from 45 witnesses who claim to have seen the Sasquatch in the area around Chautauqua Lake. I went to school with a girl named Chautauqua. Nah, I just made that part up. Chautauqua Lake is located 60 miles south of Buffalo, New York. 
there's a hundred more witnesses in Chautauqua County that aren't talking to me, Weimer told the TV station. According to WGRZ, Chautauqua County is packed with dense forests and deep gorges. Is it wrong for a man to visit another man's deep gorge? Why, I think not. Meanwhile, in Whitehall, located in Washington County, north of Albany, New York, has also had a large number of Sasquatch sightings that led to it being dubbed the Bigfoot Capital of the East Coast. In 1976, multiple witnesses, including local police and New York State Trooper, said they saw a man-like sized beast standing over seven to eight feet tall and covered in hair similar to the famous 1967 Patterson-Gimlin film. A blurry photo from a Whitehall trail cam in 2010 is among hundreds of reported Bigfoot sightings across the state. A blurry photo, really. Now Whitehall has its own Bigfoot event, the Sasquatch Calling Festival, with a competition for best Bigfoot calls to attract the elusive animal. Yeah, because that'll work. I'm sure many of you in the community have seen footage of the Sasquatch Calling Festival, and if you don't have a migraine by the end of day, well, then you are definitely a good squatcher. But Bigfoots have been reportedly sighted in many other places, including Washington State back in 2020, keeping hope alive for enthusiasts all across the United States. Into a different subject altogether. All of us here at the Sasquatch Experience would love to extend our condolences to the Godfrey family and their friends for the passing of Linda Godfrey. Not only was she an amazing researcher, but a talented author and artist in the genre of cryptozoology. She was a wonderful friend to all of us. Godspeed, Linda. You are so missed. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we're back, folks. Vance, thank you for that uh, wonderful segment. Mm, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Going sure. to Whitehall. Now, you know that Sasquatch uh, calling contest? Mm -hmm. They had one of those in Marionville mm -hmm. uh, in June. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little carried away. Again. Yeah, yeah no, there's some different carried calls away. <laughs> out there. That's for sure. Something yeah. special, a little something for everybody. James, you're Bring a Tylenol that? with you. Yeah, that's an Excedrin uh, uh, right there. Welcome back, Henry. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> Happy to have you back with us. Hopefully you can hear us. Um, again, paranormal question, right? Is Bigfoot a paranormal uh, entity, a paranormal being? Well, I mean, the answer is we just don't know, and it's not something we're going to solve in this episode, but we are going to talk no. about it. But before we get into it, I want to read something. Lon Strickler over at Phantoms and Monsters posted an article. 
And uh, Henry, Vance, and uh, Baker, you'll get uh, a reason why I'm reading this. Deer vanishes just before driver strikes on US 23, Ohio. Mm. An Ohio man recalls an experience that he had while driving on US 23 approximately eight years ago. A large deer crossed in front of his car, and as he braced for impact, the deer suddenly vanished. Vanished. A person wrote to you about a deer on the road in Ohio on Route 7, not far from where I am now. Route 7 runs along the west of the Ohio River from Chesapeake, Ohio, to north, uh, north to east Liverpool, Ohio. That deer disappeared on him just before he hit it with their car. Well, I'm here to say they're not crazy, and neither am I. I never told the story to anyone, but now I have reason to. I was driving on US-23 on the Kentucky side of the Ohio River near Portsmouth, Ohio, heading home from a friend's place at around 1 in the morning. I crossed back into Ohio because the Kentucky side of the river is what I like to refer as no man's land, with only one small town and one red light between the bridge where I crossed into Kentucky and the bridge where I crossed back into Ohio. I was quickly on the highway in the lonely darkness at around 70 miles an hour when a full-grown deer walks right out in front of the car. US-23 is a four-lane highway with a guardrail in the center. Where that, deer came, where that deer came from is beyond me. I was facing the cliff side of the highway. I didn't see it jump the rail and the other side go straight up a cliff. A lot of crap goes through your head in a split second when something like that happens. You're thinking, oh shit, my car is totaled and I'm walking in the dark. I braced for impact, and just as I hit the deer, it vanished. I thought, what the hell just happened? There's no way that deer went underneath the car. There was no thumping underneath, no smashed up car. And as I said, a lot of quick thoughts uh, came because my mind was just looking for answers. Anyhow, I hit that deer solid right in the center of the car, but there was no damage. None. So I got home and went to bed. The next morning I woke up, and I was thinking I had, uh, I had dreamed about the crazy incident. It had to have been a really vivid dream. So I walk out and looked at the front of the car, and there was deer hair stuck in the grill. So that proved that it wasn't a dream. Was it my guardian angel looking out for me? Did the deer go into another dimension? I have no clue. I just know it was there, and there should have been a wreck, but instead, it vanished. My grandparents who grew up around here were very superstitious. They told us stories that were hard for outsiders to believe. Maybe they weren't that superstitious after all. The, that encounter happened approximately eight years ago. The world is a lot stranger than most people know. So you guys know why I read that story to you. Yep. Anytime there's a story yes. of a uh, vaporizing deer or a uh, vanishing deer, uh, we're on it. Mm -hmm. and so because we experienced it. Residue, we experienced well, it. you know, he just used the wrong V word. Instead of vanished, it should have been vaporized. Well, and again, the only evidence he has of this thing is that it left some hair right. on the bumper. In our mm -hmm. instance, we saw the bumper fly up over the car. <laughs> yep. And no the lady just kept deer, driving. <laughs> and no trace of deer. Nowhere. No other deer. than spray. No. That was about it. But then the more people we tell this story to, the more people say, oh, my God, that happens all the time. And I'm like, yeah. where? Why aren't we talking about this vanishing or exploding or vaporizing deer phenomena? But there's just another story about that. So we start talking about this paranormal element to the Sasquatch. Right. And, you know, how many times, uh, you know, have we asked ourselves the question, why haven't one of these been hit by a car? And there's been some stories where they have been right. hit by cars. Uh, there was a, trucks, a very right? interesting, yeah, there's a very interesting story in Pennsylvania where they, uh, I think Eric Altman investigated it, where they claimed to have hit a Sasquatch and he went out and there were some fine like hair striations on the, on the car where it looked mm -hmm. like something was hit, but there was no, you know, viscera, no blood, no, right. nothing Extreme besides damage, that, no. uh, besides that, uh, you know, a little bit of damage. So you have to ask yourself, what happened? Mm -hmm. Obviously, something was hit, but what happened right. to it? Right. And that's interesting because mm -hmm. now you have a kind of a story about it. We all know deer exist. We've either mm -hmm. hit one, eaten one. Like, we know deer are real. But this right. one just decided on its own it's not going to exist in this space-time continuum and took itself out of the equation. Mm -hmm. 
like you that. Know, Thanos snapped. Right, right. Like Q just snapped his fingers and it all. Mm -hmm. But so is it without without reason to think that this is something that maybe isn't that uncommon to to Sasquatch? You know, maybe the reason why we don't get reports of them getting hit by cars more is that they have this ability to phase itself in and out. And as you start reading other people's books and you start reading, listening to other people, Henry, you know, that ability to phase in and out is something that's, that's talked about. Mm -hmm. Like in they live, they had the little watch that made the hole and they just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that movie. That movie still Roddy Roddy me up. Obey. Obey. Consume. Mm -hmm. Vance, I just don't know, man. What what paranormal? Uh, what paranormal uh, trait does this creature exhibit that makes you go, hmm? Well, the, stump is the UFO connection. I guess yeah. uh, one story that sticks with me is from the. NIDS investigator at Skinwalker and the two investigators were on night watch and they saw this orb which turned into like a, a maybe a portal light and they saw what they described as a humanoid creature very large step out of this light and make its way off into the woods and now these guys are there to research to find out what is going on and I don't think that that was just a made-up thing. This is something that they had evidence of because they had cameras going, and then the way the cameras kept getting manipulated constantly. I don't want to turn this into a skinwalker story, but, you know, they're just... So this thing climbed out of this light and then disappeared into the woods? Ugh. Hmm. Bizarre, That's isn't what holds it? Me up and and again, thing. Yeah. you know, but you know, we hear those stories, you know, at Pennsylvania through that again, going back to the seventies. The stories like that aren't uncommon. But mm -hmm. you know, you talk about that area out there uh, at Skinwalker Ranch, right? And and that whole area is full of uh, you know some sort of paranormal goodness. You know, no, it's right. very rich and right. and story and you know, mythos of, you know, really nobody knows what the hell's going on out there, but it is a very well-studied area and they put a lot of time and energy into it. But again, these, you know, how do these things get places? Like, is there some sort of vehicle that they do get around in? And is this one of those vehicles, what we consider to be a UFO? Right. Well, just like the case in, uh, in, in Pennsylvania, what with the big red orb UFO that landed in the farm field and, you know, the mm -hmm. son and farmer, I believe, went out there. Yeah. Dad fires off a tracer round and these creatures walked along a fence line and then turn around and walk back. Yeah, you I know, mean, the police report stated, yeah, the ground was still luminescent after this thing was gone that they could read a newspaper by the illuminescence coming off the ground. Okay. Well, something clearly mm -hmm. happened there and here, here he's shooting at these bipedal hairy creatures. So I, I just don't know what to make of all of it. And you ever wonder if they got soil samples from that place? Well, this was quite a while ago, so I don't know if they did or not. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a question I have now. I, it's a question I guess I'll throw Bigfoot to Stan related, Gordon. where they took soil samples after a residual light was coming from the ground and found that the soil had become aquaphobic. I think is that the word where you can't pour water and it soaks into the soil. It just doesn't. Oh, it repels the yeah, water. It it off. That right, and and that's what they got out of the soil sample. But all the soil around the area absorbed water with. No effort whatsoever. So, so it's almost like whatever touched that soil, yes, changed its chemistry. Chemistry, exactly. So it could not uh, mm. go figure. 
Well, you know, again, we we had Dwayne Pintoff on the show once upon a time, good friend Mm -hmm. of mine. And and Dwayne, you know, happened to see what he swears is a portal to this day uh, open up in front of him and close. Like, he's a good guy. I know Dwayne. How how do I tell him he didn't see what he saw? And, And how does that relate to what we do? Well, it's in an area of high Bigfoot activity. Like, People are seeing something, right. and if I'm willing to accept that they're seeing an upright hair hair covered creature that's not supposed to exist, why do I have such a hard time with the concept that maybe it has extra normal abilities? Mm-hmm. It's not right. exactly fair, right? But no. it's, it's no. where I'm stuck. It's, right. it's, you know, there's that line of fantasy and that line of reality. And and Sasquatch Bigfoot skirts that line as it is. And I always feel that and maybe it's a, a presentation point, guys, that when you start layering a mystery on top of a mystery to start solving questions to the mystery, you're not solving anything. You're just grasping for straws to prove the fantastic. And that's where I'm stuck. Like from a presentation standpoint, it looks really bad and it looks weak when you do that. That's yeah. where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, not very long. John Green said. John Green said he didn't feel anything. There was anything attractive about explaining one mystery by bringing in another one. Mm-hmm. And and right. again, right. you know, we talk. We can all trace our lineage to a researcher that we, you know, have followed and kind of, you know, latched onto. And John Green was was my guy, you know? So I'm in that mindset that, you know, this is flesh and blood because that's what was comfortable. You know, I've worked with Stan Gordon for years. I've worked with Eric Altman for years. You know, there's so, you know, so many more viewpoints out there. It's just, again, I've explained my rationale behind it. I don't have to go on. It's just why I have a hard time with it. Mm -hmm. James, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. Well, it's one of those situations where, um, so I don't know if anybody watched the Netflix show Troll. The one Not gentleman, yet. well, if you get a chance, it's really good. It's it's action adventure and a large creature that kills things. It's pretty good. But parts of the movie, <laughs> is, there's a guy that learns all about him, learns the lore, learns everything about it. And he's so close to an answer. And then there's a secondary group that kind of, Puts him away for a while. You know, he's crazy, da-da-da, you know, things like that. And the thing was, is like, as the movie evolves, you realize he wasn't crazy. Yes, he was intense. And yes, he could come off as crazy. So it was easier to put him uh, to side. But the fact was, is that as the movie evolved, you realize that most of the stuff he wrote about was semi-factually true, you know, and that, you know, and I think that what happens is is that we we have all these great people looking into it and they see their side. And as you said, is if 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 your research is based on you want it to be a flesh, you everything you've read is flesh and blood, then you start pointing the I don't say you manipulate the evidence because I know that they're not intentionally doing but it. But you're biased, right? You're biased. See, That's right. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was a there was a thing about cultural bias and things like that. There's biases that you bring with you that you don't even realize are biases. You're like, right. uh, you know, like I put sugar in chili and people go, why would you ever do that? And I'm like, my family's always done it. It's a great thing. And then if I get you to try it, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, why aren't I doing this? You know, try sugar and chili. It's worth it. Okay. But the point, is, you know, it, it it's the same with these people that are like, it must be an alien. Well, no matter what you show them, they will find a way to link that to an alien evidence. Same with the flesh and blood people. It's like this. Where, like me, like my whole concept is it's either hyper-intelligent or it doesn't exist. So right. every piece of evidence I get, whether I tend to or not, falls into box one or box two. Which, you know, unfortunately, no matter how good of a research you are or how bad of a research you are, eventually you slowly have like two or three boxes that every piece of evidence has to fall in. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. 
Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Right. Because that's what you're sure. comfortable with. You're compartmentalizing yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're sorting Because it, it makes it easier for you to deal with. You know, like, okay, there's no bone, so maybe it doesn't exist or it's smart and it buries its dead. There, I just box that and then, you know, go from there. So I think in the long run, we're never going to have, as sad as it sounds is, we're never going to have a 100% answer on any of these cryptids till, till one, either we get hyper-intelligent that we're on their level that they decide to, you know, one day walk out of the woods and go, hey, bros, we've been here forever. We just didn't talk to you because you're stupid, you know, or, or that somebody on the yeah, country road hits it. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they always talk about I was having a discussion with my dad today about aliens. And I was like, you know, honestly, if aliens really wanted to subdue the earth, if they didn't need the people, there's like five million ways they could kill us from space and we'd never get a shot off. Right, sure. You know, they can chuck a meteor at the ocean and then wait five days for everything to subside, and they've got a perfectly good planet. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Keep talking. You're making great points, and less I, I mean, have to talk. So, so I'm, you're on a oh, roll. Okay. Keep so, going. Sorry. Well, you know, and that's where it all comes down to. It's like we had the discussion about Loch Ness. I think Loch Ness monster is the most amazing idea, but the problem is, is that how can there only be one that we've seen for hundreds right. of years? Right. There has to be a colony. You know, if I've learned anything, what is it? There has to be at least 15 couples to make a viable genetic, something like that. I think Star Trek taught me that one. Um, <laughs> you know, well, it was the oh, one where they I tried totally. to clone Riker. And for some reason, Riker wanted to make his own clones. He didn't want somebody <laughs> to do it for him. You know, um, kind of like Captain Kirk. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. But, the fact is, is like you can't have just one Nessie. Yeah, there's no. no you have to have a, a no, population. If, if it's an animal, right? A breeding there has population. To be a population. Right. right. So, how if Nessie exists the way we see it, we have to we have to suspend some realism, you know. Now there are other Nessies that I guess in other parts of our country and other countries, but like if that's the only Nessie in Loch Ness, then. It's not plausible at all. There can only there can't be one. That's like if you saw one Bigfoot in Pennsylvania, there can't just be one Bigfoot well, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. yeah. unless it goes to Georgia over the weekend, pops a couple out, and then they go to another state. <laughs> no, There's still okay. gotta be a add water population. Nah, just yeah, just like water. a giant mogway, <laughs> right? You know, I've so, often wondered yeah. about you know Bigfoot screams. Maybe that's a female giving birth. Oh, that's a, yeah, well, you know, there's been reports of people stumbling upon a Sasquatch giving birth. So I we mean, know from my witness report, they have, they have a, they have a birth, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching, uh, again, I, I watched, uh, you know, small town monsters and there are some people that are, you know, very fervent and very much believe that these things have a 50 mile range and they don't go outside of that. Because it, uh, you know, keeps it within the breeding population and their uh, home territory. I mean, yeah. it, well, and you know, rather I agree with that or not, it makes sense true. to them. But don't right? we do that and too? It, we do it too. You're right. Like, yeah. so why is that outside the realm of possibility? Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Like, so part of that, you know, bias we talk about, I think even though I've had a sighting of something, I've had a sighting, I've had audio recordings, I've had, you know, experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's still always that part of me that's going to have doubt until we have something to, you know, lay out on a table and say, there it is. And yeah. then if we do that, yeah. will we even learn if it had any kind of supernatural paranormal ability? The other we don't question know. is if they have one laid out on the table, will we ever really find out that actually happened? Because, well, true. You know, and has it happened? Has it happened already? You know, that goes into yeah. the government conspiracy and, you know, that's yeah. a whole show on its own because there's a lot of, Actually, I think Illuminati. next week we'll talk. The next show we'll do, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Okay. Yeah, and well, because there's a lot to that, right? The battle oh, sure Nevada, Battle Mountain Nevada, where they mm-hmm. had that fire and the Bigfoot was burnt, and, like, and we'll go into all right. that um, right. on, on that program. But um, you know, Baker, you brought up the point at the beginning of the show. There's no bones. Uh, you know, one thing I find odd is, you know, there's CSI and we find human bones all the time. And sometimes those remains have been there for years. At some point, I think we have to acknowledge that we have either already run into Sasquatch bones and they've been collected, exhumed and, and are stored somewhere. Or these things do something with their dead that is, uh, you know, maybe very much like what we do, but in a different mm-hmm. type of way. Right. Uh because at some point we have to run into the bodies. Like we have all these cadaver dogs that are out there searching. Have one of them stumbled upon something. Right. No. Would we be able to tell the difference if it was only just a couple bones from a Sasquatch to a human, maybe besides density. Right. We, we don't know. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the scientific part of it. That's not paranormal. That's just the scientific part of it that, uh, you know, a physical, physical evidence. How do we prove the non-physical part? How would we prove something phases in and out of its, does it leave some sort of residue or some sort of signal or some sort of trace element or something behind that we could prove a radiation of some sort that we could prove that says, Hey, something just phased in and out of here. Like that sand Vance uh, mm-hmm. from that, you know, encounter, it completely changed the chemistry of the sand in that one area. The right. makeup of that right. sand was changed. Would right. there be some sort of evidence, some trace evidence left behind that would amplify that and it would give us mm-hmm. the, you know, potentiality to say, hey, this is weird. Other animals don't do that. Bear don't do that. But this thing did. Right. And, I, and, and, and you make all valid points. And the thing is, is like I always have the argument of this. I'm because I'm learning so much from being outside more like little mm-hmm. things like, you know, like I, I notice when, when there's a new animal trail or I notice when right. there's a new, whatever, you know, it's the same as if Vance, you know, if, if somebody in your backyard moved your move, move something, you would know, maybe not right away, but subconsciously you would be like, Hey, that wasn't there before. Cause I've gone up to my land and even Forker's gone up and goes, Hey, Baker, did you do something over here? Because it's completely different. Or we had a, we actually had a weird encounter with a poacher. He had, a, he, and I noticed as soon as that thing came back, but like I couldn't prominently remember if it had always been there or it hadn't been. And even Sean was a little doubtful of the tree stand. Yeah. But like that tree stand signs around hasn't it and there. it hasn't moved. And it hasn't whatever. So now we're watching it. So if you look at it from an animal's perspective, especially during hunting season, you know, they may be, if the, like I said, if they're intelligent, you know, they're like, okay, all the humans are in the woods for the next three months hunting bear and deer. Let's, let's hunker back into our hiding area or let's go camo, you know, and, and, and whatever. So like, same with like places where, you know, you say, well, this is a heavy research area. Well, maybe that first week you might see something, but if the creature is intelligent, it's going to go, okay, I've had three busloads of people with cameras. Mm-hmm. I think we need to move up state a little bit mm-hmm. until they go away. And then when they see us up there, we'll come back. And that's why a lot of times, like me and Sean, will revisit somewhere that no one's been yeah. there for like six months. Right. Because then you might actually see something because, like I said, if it's hyper-intelligent, 
it's mm -hmm. smart enough to not go back in that area that it had a problem or it saw that somebody moved its, you know, barbecue or whatever. Yeah. No. And that's a great point you make. If once it's observed in a spot, why would it go back? If it knows it's already been seen there, you know, why would it go back? Uh, especially if it's a, you know, more frequented area, why would it continuously go back and put itself at risk? I don't know. Uh, let, let's oh, something else strange too, Baker. When you and I were out in the land a couple weeks ago, putting up the signs, something was out there walking with us, but we couldn't see it. There was clearly something out there walking, but for the life of us, I searched that area tremendously and couldn't find anything that would explain the footfalls we were hearing. Mm -hmm. In the conversation, and at one point, somebody was talking. At one point. James and I thought somebody was having a conversation out there. Couldn't right. find it. But James, why don't right. you tell them what we learned? But were we catching echo from at the bottom of the hill? Were we catching, you know, there were so many things like. Tell them what you learned about the land, though, the, the, the land next door. So the neighbor, the guy, somebody bought the land next to us. And now they were putting signs out and everything like that. But you could tell the difference of where they were and the, where they weren't. Yeah. And now I noticed that that we were that there were more movement. There was more things like that. But you still didn't really like see anybody. And maybe they were only fifty to hundred feet away. But all you could hear is traces of that. Now think of that in a wilderness area that's miles, you know, like you're making noise and maybe I have good hearing. I can hear you half a mile away. I've got so much sponge in between, even though we both can hear each other, there's no way I'm going to find you unless you want to be found. You know, I was talking more along the lines of the uh, native American battle happened there. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. So the land next to me was going up for sale and the guy I was talking to my neighbor and I said, I really want to, I'm thinking of buying this to just expand one more lot so that I don't have any more neighbors, you know, cause I don't like people. Um, yet I work in customer service, go figure. Um, yeah, but so I found out that that whole region was a native American battle site. Mm -hmm. There were, there were artifacts and, 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 and uh, bodies and all kinds of things. And my neighbors tell me, oh, yeah, he goes, all the land up in here, he goes, all of that was one big, they lived there. There were some huge battles and things like that, you know. And he's like, yeah, there's probably, he goes, you probably go to dig a pool or something like that, and you'll find whatever. And I'm like, great. I just, I probably am cursed now. That explains why there's all this weird stuff going on, you know. Why can't but, we, know, why if, couldn't we find a source to those footprints and those footfalls? The conversation yeah, we may have heard yep. can't identify any of it, but there we are. Strange, mm -hmm. isn't it? The paranormal question. <laughs> that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, over there. Yeah. And we have hey, bake one, one final yet. thing. Bake yeah. one final thing. Uh, I put sugar in my chili too. I like it. <laughs> it, 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 especially if it's if it's got like a spice to it, it actually yeah, it like works. evens out the spice. Not a lot. You just put a little in. Cuts the acidity of the tomato, right? Yep. <laughs> That's okay. Because people put people today. put uh, sugar in spaghetti too. I've seen that happen. Mm -hmm. Henry, you put sugar in anything down there in Mississippi besides everything? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Yep. You put yeah. sugar in your chili. Henry, it's a pondered, mm -hmm. it's a pondered question. Do you, do you, you put, put sugar uh, in your you chili? Put sugar in your chili? No. Oh, there you go. So one Are thing there, in Mississippi, there, they don't put sugar in. Is there beans in your chili? There is in mine. Yeah, I will okay, put. Well, I, will, I, will, I will. I will. I do like chili beans. Yeah. Some states you, you make chili and you throw beans in it, they kill you. Okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, folks. The paranormal question and a chili Beans. recipe from James Baker. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Next yeah. week, we're going to go into this a little bit more because our next show, because we didn't get into the spiritual side of this at all, Native mm -hmm. American legend side of this, and then mm -hmm. we get into the government conspiracy. So we got some shows lined up for you, folks. Some couple bonuses coming up as well. We got the holiday watch along. Got a lot of things coming your way. The Patreon for as little as 
$2 a month, you can support Sasquatch Experience and uh, the uh, Snowflake Liquor James Baker up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Hey, folks, tell them like where they can foot. find you. That's what they did. <laughs> Baker, where can folks find you? Usually, if I, usually I'm standing next to you when something bad happens. But <laughs> just find yeah, him, you'll find me. Vance, where can folks get you? Taco Bell. Vance? Yeah. Where I can missed they that find one. you? They can Where find can they me. Find yeah. Well, no, go to Instagram. Just look Vance up. You'll find mm-hmm. me. Yeah, right. you'll find me. Vance. Yeah. Vance Nesbitt. Follow us, Sasquatch Experience. Twitter. Yes, we're still using Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm Sean Forker. I'm my name everywhere. You can go ahead and find me on social media. There you go. I've been going on an adding spree, so don't message me weird shit. I'll block you, but if you you know want to talk, we're there. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Again, programming is what it is. We're coming back at you. We love you. Thank you for supporting us here at the Sasquatch Experience. Henry, give them those final words, Henry. In three, two. I'm not there. One. You're not there. That that's not the words. Henry, shit. What? Anyhow, you... as Henry, what say? I'm um, your final words, Henry. You, you. I don't know. Who lost Any, anybody else? Any? Y'all be good or be good at it. There it is. All right. We'll see you next next time. Be good. Keep on keep on squatching. You've been listening to Sasquatch Experience. Please rate and review wherever this podcast is consumed. To share your experience, visit us on Facebook or email us squatchexperience at gmail.com. Keep on squatching. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.